Hi guys, Commander Ventura here. On episode 267 of Live Radio, we decided to have a look at the megaship that Malik VR reported. The megaship had logs, but ultimately decided not to broadcast those logs to give people a chance to have a first listen because the news broke so early. Maybe at some point down the line we'll broadcast those logs, but for the moment we're not. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Greetings, Commanders, and welcome to episode 267 of Lave Radio, the show that talks about the universe of Elite and the fantastic community that surrounds it. I'm your host, Commander Souverain, and joining me in the Orange Sidewinder bar for this episode, Commander Shan, the dashing Commander Shan, uh, who is our Inhuman Resources Director. That's what you are. Yeah. How the hell are you? I have been dashing this week. <laughs> We'll get to that in a moment. Uh, we also have Commander uh, Edelweiss, Ben Moss-Woodward, who is... What up? <laughs> Sorry, I, I had head to channel the inner sleepers reading there. <laughs> Seeing as you didn't do it today. Uh, I can't, I'm hosting. I don't, I don't say hello to myself, do I? <laughs> I don't know, it depends whether you want intelligent conversation or not. Oh, meow! <laughs> we had that last week when you weren't here, Ben. We did, yeah. yeah, yeah. How was debugging, Ben? Are you feeling... Uh, oh, it, it was less debugging and more playing with my children, to be honest. That yeah, I, I, was ha I was having lots of fun at the Lego Centre. I do love Lego. Uh, Right. And I, I was very busily drooling over seven hundred pounds worth of Star Wars Lego kits and things like that. Do you want to know how you get thrown out of a Lego shop or a Lego <laughs> store? Take, take your trousers off and start masturbating into a Millennium Falcon? Uh, no, <laughs> that's eerily specific, Ben. <laughs> not not that I did that twice. <laughs> No, no, what, what, what you do is, on, is you, ask, you ask them if they sell any lepin. Oh, God. <laughs> and they get very grumpy. Uh, <laughs> Lovely. Uh, okay, well, this is going well. If you yes. wish, you can join us live. We're hanging out in-game, in open. Actually, Where I... Where are we? Are we right. I am in-game, and I'm currently at Lave, but I thought I'd take a wander over to... We need Colin on to pronounce this. I, I'm going to go and going to fly over and see what's going on at Apaniclis, I think I'm going to pronounce it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because... All right. Well, Colin would say that. Colin would say would pronounce that as something like Mark or. <laughs> so anyway. So, yeah, um... I'm, I'm going to I'm going to go off to the up system because according to Commander Wotherspoon, there is a new mega ship in that neck of the woods. There is. Yes. We're, we're talk about that in a uh, in a moment um listeners it is bonfire night 
uh, on this venerable day when we commemorate um, essentially acts of terrorism against the state, um, it is it would be apt to um, to light up the sky with the burning embers of um, Ben's spaceship. Um, so for Bonfire Night, please let's not roll this prize over again. We have 100 tonnes of pristine, shiny void opals for anybody who will grief Ben oh. Moss Woodward. If you're doing that, then can you please let me get rid of this commander and get a shit one? Not, sh- uh, not commander, my... How do you call them? Ship? Spaceship? No, I'm gonna, I was going to stick him a spaceship. My... Child? Crewman. Yeah, um, essentially child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, you know, the clock's ticking. Um, all of our yeah. all of our four or five listeners are now hot on your tail. Well, Miggles and... Who else is here in, in Lave at the moment? Do it, Miggles, Miggles. is already here, and Small Furry Rodent is here. Finish him. So, you know, yeah. at the moment, it's, do they want to take on Lave Station or not? Hmm. Do they want to take on nothing? My money's on Small Furry Rodent for his raffish choice of commander name. <laughs> Well, apparently today uh, I learned that Commander Wotherspoon still has his free eagle he got <laughs> when the game launched, yeah, and that, said yeah. and said free eagle is at Lay Station and has never ever been blown up. Well, there's a gauntlet thrown down if ever I heard one. The only thing is now, of course, now we have said that or I've said that about Commander Wotherspoon, I will now find myself a victim of Galette News next week. <laughs> Who says I, last yeah, next I week? I keep finding myself a victim of Galnet News <laughs> as well. <laughs> right. Miggles is apparently threatening me, threatening me with mining lasers. Oh, Miggles. Sort your life out, mate. Go and get something. You need plasma. You need and, Rosetta, and Rosetta Stone is saying, if I were playing on an Xbox... He would have a go. Good, good. Yeah, nice one. Um, Actually, if it was Wotherspoon, we could say um, we blow up his ship. So hmm. <laughs> we don't have to. Uh, I, I have it under good report that Wotherspoon is actually safely tucked away in Colonia at the moment. Yeah, of course he is. Of course he is. Uh, my, um, my shenanigans account is it Colonia? Yes, but his eagle is in Lave. Yeah, if it, you if you're gonna kill it, you've got to kill this Freegal. The Streegal? What's a Streegal? No, Freegal. Freegal. The free. Did you not call the the Freegal the? Freagle? Yes, no, I did, but you said Streegal. Pretty sure I didn't, but okay. You did. It was a Streegal, which sounds like a um a, a, an Austrian dessert, doesn't it? Possibly. Or a anyway. um, or a colloquialism for a corrupted hobbit. Yes. So join us live at the brand new uh, generation ship, which we've just discovered or somebody's just discovered anyway this is going swimmingly um if you can't get in game you can also join the twitch chat channel which you can access through laveradio.com forward slash live and clicking on live chat and on twitch.tv forward slash lave radio um ben how the hell was your holiday tell us all about it so all right apart apart from lego ships (laughs) and lego princesses and lego birmingham and lego aussie lego aussie like Lego, Lego Aussie. Le- Lego Aussie is playing at the NEC. Good. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, also went swimming. Um, and Where did you go swimming? Just, just at the swimming pool near us. Lovely. And then just played with my played with my son, uh, did some Minecraft, did some Lego Worlds, funnily enough. 
he sat in the other room and watched me play. Well, he he watched me play Elite and was very happy that my cutter is orange. <laughs> Why? Because orange is his favorite color. So orange is my favorite color. So so he's very happy that the the lay radio skin on my on my cutter is orange. Hmm. Yeah. Um, that man. Yeah. So yeah, lots of things like that, and then and then I come back down to Birmingham after a week off to find out that you, gentlemen, you know, yes, you you might have managed to do a show last week, and you might have even managed to get it out, but did any of you do the bloody show notes? Did you echoes like? I come back, I have a look at the show notes, and I'm like, where's the bloody show notes? And there's that's not been done once. We- so we Six were thinking the fucking of you. morning I was we doing the show notes because you, you lazy ben. bastards couldn't be bothered to do Mate, it. At least ben, half ben, of we organization were. is delegation. Yeah, and we were also thinking of you because we know you get most of your I was on holiday. I had no, yeah, but no, we know no, you no, get no, most... no, 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 no. You, we know no, you get no, most no, of no. your self-actualization and self-worth doing your show notes. If you no, don't ask I, anybody I, to do it in your absence, it won't get done. Like, I I'm, did! I said nobody's done the fucking show notes on the Thursday! Well, yes. you've got to pick one person. You've got to pick one person and say, hey, Sham, how do you feel about <laughs> doing this while I'm away? Seek, uh, seek enthusiastic um, acquiescence. That's, that's the way to do it. And Shan said, there's a hung parliament in Lane Radio, so nobody's done anything. <laughs> I, th- I thought the vote was 49% to 51. <laughs> stop. Yes, 99%, Ben. You're like three years out of place. Your, your topical vote <laughs> trivia. Um, Shan, how was your week? Can you raise uh, Can you raise us playing with children, playing with Lego, playing with virtual Lego and going swimming in a swimming pool? Yes, I can, actually. I rather hope I can. Um, how many of your children graduated this week? <laughs> How's the French Horner and the cellist? Actually, they're not doing too badly at the moment. But the youngest mini Shan is quite miffed because he has had all his Christmas leave cancelled. Oh no! Because of the election and urgent trumpeting requirements, something like that. But, the state um, needs its trumpeters at this uh, at this precarious hour. Something like that, yes. But uh, no, I'm now halfway through my fitness regime. Oh, are you a rippling so, Adonis yet? No, but I, I ran the most I'd ever ran for like 30-odd years last night, which was quite a feat, actually, because I think wow. I ran... Did you catch the bus? Um, I did. I think I ran a couple of kilometres, which, considering two years ago, I could barely walk across the car park without getting pain in my arm. <laughs> was was you going. arm? Hmm. <laughs> it's, called, it's called angina, but anyway... Oh, the right. only, I thought you were the, walking the only, hands or something. No, no, the, the, the only slight disappointment must last night was we did the running but also we did boxing you know where one person holds the pads and the other person hits them and then you swap and um i was quite disappointed really because mrs shan has broken her toe so she couldn't attend so i was looking forward to spending all evening hitting her Mm. but she wasn't there so i couldn't hit her i'm sorry to hear that that's a shame But, but mind you she would have hit me back so wouldn't and necessarily is good, but no, yeah, that's, yeah that's, 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 and then on the that's never good with domestic violence, you always want them to be, no, always wanted to be and a one sided thing, don't you? Yes, right. And then on uh Saturday, um, we went to the nearby 
hill and we did an hour and 45 minutes workout and running up this hill in the middle of the hail and the wind and the storm. Um, it, it was like I'm just imagining out. the uh, Kate Bush video to well, it was like something out with, with Commander it, Shan. It, it, it was like something out of uh, an officer and a gentleman, you know, where they they're going through this grueling assault course and they get, they get shouted at. So it, it was a bit like that, but it, I'm actually feeling the benefit of it. I'm not sure how much physically fitter I am, but I am feeling much more sprightly. Mm. And um, you sound no. fitter. You sound svelte and muscled. Well, I don't know about that, but yeah, so I'm enjoying. It. Anyway, I should probably have to do a, another six weeks after Christmas to. <laughs> get myself to yeah, that's true. Yeah, fitness whatever. regime that culminates just before Christmas isn't ideal. <laughs> but no, no so I've, I actually haven't had a lot of time to play any games really. Um, it leads no to otherwise. No, not at all this week. Um, I did. I did browse the store in the new website and decided there was nothing in there. Mm. I asked, I'm, I'm hoping that they have a um, Black Friday sale again, yeah. and that's where the bulk of my arcs earnings and purchase are going to go. But we shall see. Hmm. Okay, yeah, that's a, that's a good thought, actually. I haven't really haven't thought about that. Apparently, retail is having a terrible time, and Black Friday is, is, is likely to be um, an absolute an absolute orgy of uh, consumerism this year, um, which will be interesting. Um, so... Yeah, I mean, I, I feel sorry for the people who work at Mothercare. I don't know whether. Why are you feeling sorry for people who work in mother care, apart from in general principles? Um, because they went into administration today. Oh, did they? Oh, okay. no, I didn't know all that. Their, all their stores are, are looking like they're going to close at the moment. Oh, oh dear, that's a shame. Um, well, I my, Amazon. my week has been. How's my week been? Um, it's been pretty good actually. It's been pretty busy. Um, I have been incredibly busy um with uh various editing and and script creation nonsense for magazines and things um on uh, i haven't done a great deal of um gaming on thursday uh evening my friend and i started a new playthrough of divinity original sin 2 which is um which is really fun and uh, he's never played it and i've only dipped into it every now and then so we're basically learning it from scratch um which is brilliant um and really really good fun and uh, our, the faction that I run with, which is the uh, predictably enough, the Sagittarius I faction, uh, won a. We won our first system, which isn't our home system uh, this week. We won Giguara, um, which is a, a fairly large agric- agricultural system near us, um, which was great fun, which we're really pleased about. Um, on Saturday, I went to. Have either of you done any, um, one of those escape room things? I've wanted to. Um, mm. but Mrs. Shan refused to do one. Yeah, that's a shame. Um, they are just fun. I, I did one for the first time on Saturday with um, um, with there was a group of about five of us. Um, and it's they're so smart. They're really, really smart and really good fun. Like really lateral thinking. Um, there was one clue where you had to you had to line up a load of um, uh, essentially like sort of little bottles of cosmetics and things on, on this um, on this wooden board. Um, and you had to line up the, the bottom of them to little symbols on the on the plywood. And then the shadows that they cast um, were a number, sort of spelled out a number on the plywood. And then that number was the code to a combination lock in which was the next clue. Like, it's just all stuff like that. It's really, really clever. 
Um, so we managed to get out with five minutes to spare and copious um, sprinklings of clues from the um, from the omniscient, uh, omniscient uh, controller woman who was um, watching us through uh, CCTV. Do, um, do you have to like leave your phones behind? Could you just not like sit there and Google escape room wherever you are and just go look at it? It's not like that, really. They're, they're, they're too low-tech for anybody to have bothered to upload the solutions, and none of the solutions are Googleable. Googleable. They're all like, like I just described. You know, you can't, you can't. They, they all require sort of, um, yeah, really lateral thinking. I suppose they're, they're quite spatial um, clues. They're not general knowledge stuff. So having your phone there wasn't much of a, um, wasn't much of a help well, apart from the torch. I think like there are different kinds. So there are some which are spatial, some which are more knowledgey things or lo logic puzzles of. Various sorts. Hmm. Uh, so you get different different styles. Oh, cool. Yeah, because uh, you can you can. There are certain principles that apparently the majority of escape rooms use, and all the puzzles are variations on this theme. So once you learn these principles, then yeah, I can, I, can, I can completely understand. A bit like um, cryptic crosswords. Once you once you're familiar with the methodology, they become a lot easier. I can com I can completely see that that would be the case. It does um, seem a bit like cheating, and it looks like you know, it's like you looking up a cheat code in a game. I suppose it, you know, you take the map, <laughs> go to the escape room, and then all of a sudden, you know, oh, yeah, yes, okay. Yeah, well, yeah, mm, yeah, fair enough. Um, I mean, I, you, you'd also, you could also easily say that it's just a function of becoming good at something. Um, but anyway, uh, so after that, we went to the pub for a while, and then um, back to my friend's house, uh, where we all. Um, very boisterously sang karaoke for several hours, which is really cool. Didn't fun. you do that in the wrong order? Shouldn't you have gone to the pub and then gone to the skate room? Because apparently skate rooms are far more fun if you're smashed out of your head. <laughs> well, two of our party were smashed out of their heads, actually, so um, I'll have to ask them. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it was, it was pretty fun. Um, and apart from that, I haven't, uh, haven't been able to get into Elite um, for... Uh, for a few days, but I have I have my new set of pedals which have arrived, which are really really fun. But I'm having to completely learn how to fly again um, because obviously I'm used to using a, a, a twist on the stick or or buttons on the on the warthog to to yaw. So having having an entire axis mapped to a, a, a part of the body that you're not used to so using to control are, a ship are, are really these, weird. Are these commercial pedals or are they custom made ones that have dolphin skin and ivory or something <laughs> yes at least four um endangered animals died for my pedals no they are um they're, they're kind of they're sort of in between so verpal are probably now they're probably now a proper company rather than some blokes in a garage um and uh, and I, I must admit that these pedals are considerably more plug and play than my hot ass was when i bought it a year ago um, so I think that probably Purple have now have now graduated into the uh, into the sphere of being a proper company rather than um, <clears throat> rather than some blokes with a soldering iron. Um, so but um, Crossmaster will buy them out. <laughs> it, they're bloody good though. They're really really good. My friend has the new uh, the new ludicrously expensive Thrustmaster pedals and uh, which are about nine kilos or something. And these are easily as nice. Um, these purple ones are really, really good, and they were only about 150 pounds. Um, so, um, which sounds actually, when I when I say it like that, the um, 
one axis being more expensive than an entire X52 is probably still a little bit profligate. But You um, can tell you haven't got kids, can't you? <laughs> and that, my friend, is by choice. <laughs> I like lions and disposable income. Um, anyway, uh, let's see. What have we got? Tonight's activity in game. Uh, well, we've already discussed what we're doing in game. We're checking out this new, this new um, generation ship. Uh, which is uh, which is completely scuffled our plans because we had um, we had lots of things to talk about that um, to do in game that weren't looking at this generation ship. But um, who, who can who can tell me about this? Because I, I saw very very briefly on on Discord earlier that it had been found, and I think Malik had spotted it on stream. And can well, you illuminate us? I can't illuminate you. All I've heard is that Malik has. I don't know if Malik actually gets credit for finding it or if Malik was told, but all I heard was Malik was showing it on his screen his stream. And I thought I'd go off and be a nosy bugger and have a look and see what's there. And what well, is that? It's unusual, isn't it? Because apparently it's the first currently inhabited one that's been found. Okay. I, so... I know nothing at the moment, and let's not have any spoilers, eh? No, 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 I'm just saying it. That's what well, that's right. a pretty spoiler at the moment, so shut up at the moment, will you? Please. Um, anyway, right, so we've got people. We've got people communicating with people. Oh, on for fuck's sake! Hang on, can I just log off if you talk going to talk about this thing? For fuck's sake, it's in game right now. It's happening I right know, now in a live game. I'm six minutes away. <laughs> I know, I know. But us saying like, "Oh no, we can't cover it. We, we don't want to. We don't want to. Um, we don't want to cover spoilers." It's happening in the game right now. <laughs> yes. Let me jump five more jumps, and we can explore it live. Yeah. Okay. All right, Sham. What have you heard? Well, about the generation ship. Mm, yeah. Well, there is a theory going round that it suddenly appeared because it may somehow be. This is pure theory, Ben. Speculation. Can we cover this in ten minutes' time, please? Fly faster. <laughs> <laughs> Should we wait ten minutes and? and yeah, it, um... The stream's also asking us not to have any. Yeah. All right. All right. Not have spoilers. Uh, no, normally, like spoke. We'll, we'll move on. Um. That was the only content we had for this week, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> I'll talk about your son blowing his own trumpet or something. <laughs> we know we have the end of the scourge or the scourge to to talk about. Um, the uh, the la the latest interstellar initiative has finished, um, and uh, so we're now um, yeah now it, it's completely over, and we're we're sort of waiting for the next one. Um, did anybody get involved in the final stage of the of the II? Was the final stage, was that um, the... Oh, the bulk trading one, yes. Uh, it so was... We got the... Oh, the decal if we did some trading. I think it might have been actually the... Um, was that the, 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 kill, the kill the scythe of Pan M one? No, that was, there was one after that that was trading again, definitely. Oh, okay. Oh, I, 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 I didn't um, know that. Mm. Okay, there was, there was definitely one after that that was trading. Mm. All right. Um, well, anyway. Um... If it was, then yes, I did. Uh, but have you seen the Gownet article that came out after that? No. So, right, I'll go and Spoilers, read that. Ben. Do you want to read it out for us? Oh, it, this is in-game, and it is in Gownet News, so I think we can, we can see that, can't we? So see generation ship, anyway. Yes, but we're not there, and you take time to get there. Um, so the CEO of Rockforth Corporation has expressed regret, blah, blah, blah. Um, that's all boring. They're basically saying sorry. 
I offer my sincere apologies to everyone affected by the blight, say Rockfort. The premature release of an ultimately damaging product is unacceptable. My company now has a great deal of work ahead of it to gain trust of our customers and partners. The foundation of restitution fund using profits made from EX7 is the first step towards doing so. This reads awfully like a Frontier Developments press release, to be honest. <laughs> what, causing um, widespread famine? Hmm. Um, then, yeah, the Interstellar Association are doing other stuff. And, yes, basically they've got off and spread all the right, agronomic treatment things, or however the hell you pronounce that. Um, yeah, that was absolutely correct. Yeah, but this is where it's linking into the guy on that news article, to the, uh, to the megaship, which we're off to go and have a look at, is additionally, data provided by the IAA, which is the Interstellar Association for Agriculture vessels indicates we can accurately determine which areas of the galaxy are in need of agro ag agronomic treatment. One anom anomaly involved an unexpected call for supplies from the Eupanaclis uh, system, which needs to be investigated. Uh, but otherwise, we're satisfied with our detection methods. So, I actually quite like that Frontier are, are essentially telling us to go to Eupanaclis and see what's happening there. Mm. Yeah, you know, it's a nice bit of um, oh, I was going to say foreshadowing or you know, leading us by the nose basically to the to the next thing, which yeah, they don't really do that often. And considering um, considering that they trialed the or trailed the um, uh, the the scourge scourge scourge. Uh, for like six weeks before it started, um, they could very easily be uh, setting up the next interstellar initiative. There might be. I mean, yeah, we're. I'm how many? I think I'm three jumps out now, or something like that. Hmm. Um, well, if, um, you, if well, you want Norman, when I get there, shall I turn on my audio to play the game audio so we can? If it, I don't know if it's an audio. Megaship or not, but if it is an audio one, shall I, yep, shall I try do. streaming my audio through to it? Can do, can do. Yeah, yeah, yeah good idea. Um, how long have we got, Ben? A minute? Um, Remember, minute ben got, Ben's actually got to find the beacons. Yeah, okay. On, All right, well, in that case, so tune at the end of the show for the. Yeah, we, we can do that. Uh, in the meantime, can... Will's yep. post uh, on the forum. Um, which sort of rounds off the the, uh, the latest Interstellar Initiative, reads, uh, Greetings, Commanders. With the end of the most recent community goal, this marks the conclusion to the scourge. The scourge. <laughs> I don't know how to say that word. First off, we would like to thank all of the dedicated commanders who took part to combat the rise of the Rockforth pathogen. Although the scourge is over, it will have everlasting effects on our galaxy. Despite the efforts of the galactic community, the blight pathogen, unwittingly distributed by the Rockforth Corporation, proved far too resilient to quarantine and eradicate uh, completely. <clears throat> Food stocks across the galaxy are now at risk of ca uh, carrying the dormant pathogen, which, if introduced to healthy crops or food reserves, has the potential to activate and erupt into blight. Blight is a new background simulation state that has huge economic impact on this on the faction affected in that star system it can be counteracted by delivering agronomic treatment produced in high-tech economies to affected systems if left untreated it can quickly wipe out food reserves and with no further food stocks available 
the pathogen dies out and the faction will instead experience a full-blown famine state. We hope that when this happens, you'll be prepared to help our galaxy and its people from experiencing such great devastation. Um, how bloody good is that? It's actually, it's actually quite interesting um, from, from a mechanics point of view, because one of these states that has been extremely rare since beyond launch really was the famine state which mm. made stuff like pharmaceutical isolators and stuff like that very hard to get so what it sounds as they've done instead of like tweaking the background sim to make famine more likely they've introduced this new mechanic through the interstellar initiative to make famine a possibility so therefore make those engineering materials yeah. more available um the other thing that occurred to me when I when I read it, and especially when you when you just read it out, was how similar did that sound to a games master? Yes. In in, yeah. in, 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 in like a game, you you roll twenty three, and da, 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 you know it's it's yeah. It was just interesting how the phrasing read or sounded like a games master in an yeah. RPG. When um, I know people who if they dislike something that Frontier have done from a narrative point, point of view. They say things like, oh, you know, this is this is terrible GMing, um, you know, meaning terrible games mastering. Um, and actually, if you're running an online game with a big shared narrative, it is like being a GM in a, in a role-playing game. Um, and, uh, and I feel like this development is fantastic for all sorts of reasons. One, it gives us a new facet of gameplay, you know, preventing famines. Um, two, it, it builds on the uh, background simulation, which is underutilized um, from a narrative point of view and um, and is really quite sophisticated. Um, and three, it sort of leaves, uh, it leaves, it sort of builds the shared narrative and and, um, and it gives a, a sort of common history and legacy, legacy which players can relate to, um, to do with the game's lore. Um, so yeah, totally brilliant. I'm really, really the other thing, The other thing that occurred to me is, I haven't been in game for a week or so, so it may well have changed, but I, I've got the impression that the Thargoid station attacks kind of died out in terms of we got very good at combating them. Yep. So maybe Frontier figured, well, we need something else to rescue um, to like make up for the, the Thargoid attacks. That's true. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Or, Give the Operation Ida uh, gang something. Yeah. Although, since famine is rare, and the engineering items you get from the famine state are rare, it's actually better if you allow millions of NPCs to die from starvation because then you get the engineering materials. If you save them, you don't get the engineering materials. So, yeah, just don't deliver this stuff at all. We want famine everywhere so we can fill up the engineering materials. <laughs> Clearly not a role player. Um... For what it's worth then, Shan... Lave itself has actually been inflicted with blight, which isn't a massive surprise, seeing as all these things happened well, in I, the old I, worlds. I, I actually thought um, there were 267 instances of blight at Lave. I'll let that one sink in for a bit. While we're letting that sink in, who can tell me about the headless Halloween stream? No. I'm assuming that's something that happened when I was at work on Monday. Who writes this stuff? Seriously. All right, we'll skip past that. Then. That's probably Colin, because Colin... Did, oh, now he's did you not watch these? Did you watch this, Shan? Or... 
Because you sometimes watch the lunchtime streams, don't you? I've heard about this I game called Elite Dangerous. We should probably check it out. <laughs> Apparently, it's quite good. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't seen a live stream for some weeks, actually. Um, okay. I, I think called work has got in the way, unfortunately. And the 267 incidents of blight in Lave was, of course, we are now at episode 267 of Lave Radio. Ah, right. Cryptic. Nice. I like it. Um, ben, how is your search for the generation ship going? Uh, I'm going to dock up a fuzzard point first, so I'm in system now. Surely good. Um, in system. Um, and uh, another little point on the show notes, uh, it's been implied that there are more than one interstellar initiative planned for the future. Anybody? Can anybody shed any light on this, or is it another one of This is one of Colin's the things that was apparently ghost. mentioned, yeah, apparently Perfect. mentioned on the live stream, and, you know, it's 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 typical frontier as well. So it's like, yes, of course we've got lots of things planned, but we're not going to tell you anything to do with it. That's pretty cool though that there are more. Um, that's really good. I like the fact that there are. Did more. Did anyone actually think that there weren't? I mean, that's yeah. I, I I find it very surprising that some people thought that frontier didn't have more storylines planned, seeing as the interstellar initiatives have been the they've said this is the thought they've had planned to basically last us through to twenty twenty. Yeah, I I don't think it would have been un I don't think it would have been unreasonable to to question that given the delay of fleet carriers and the switch of priorities. Um, I don't even think the delay of fleet carriers has anything to do with them having um, having more interstellar initiatives planned. You know, that no. was just yes another it's another toolkit that they probably wouldn't have used in their interstellar initiatives. To be honest, well, they did say they would be doing interstellar initiatives. Uh, all the way through up until and probably further on mm -hmm. into the 2020. So the fleet carrier delay, I don't think, has spawned more ISs. I think the ISs were planned. Yeah. Excellent. Well, that's good. Well, I do hope, I mean, like they did with the Scourge, that they do have foreshadowing and all that good Garnet stuff that we missed from. Yeah, and gives us a bit of storyline in it. Um, yeah. But I also wish that they give us options that they did like they didn't give us in the Scourge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We talked about that a couple of, uh, couple I think of times. Last week, we talked about that actually. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, I agree with that. I think that would be that would be brilliant. Um, we have uh, we have a really cracking toothsome main discussion for this evening. Well, potentially now too, given that we have a new piece of content to mm. uh, to explore. Um, we're going to be talking about um, aspiration in Elite Dangerous and what it means, what commanders aspire to, what they should be able to aspire to, um, and uh, and how they um, how they view their progress in the game, uh, which we've touched on in previous episodes a fair bit, um, but we've never really dealt with as a, as a, as a specific discussion point. So um, that should be quite good fun. Um, in the meantime, we will uh, we'll quickly have an advert break, and uh, and then we'll be right back to get our teeth into that. Yeah, and here's a message from our sponsors. <laughs> on the far side of the bubble, on the dark side of an airless moon, on the slightly more interesting side of a ravine, there lived the engineer. The engineer can make your lasers more powerful. 
Your engines speedier. And your gas tank really, really big. What do you want? I want fish. Wait, what? That's right, fish! Carp, char, chub, jack, loach, crabby, monkabate, prickleback, sole, snook, snake, tang, wahoo, wabagong, banjo, banga, snook, sole, shad, scat, come on by with the long nose cat. Noodlefish, nibblefish, northern squaw, hooma hooma, nuka nuka, wapa wapa. What about Swedish fish? Why the hell not? Thanks, mister. You're in the wrong commercial. Well, shit. Fish, because, you know, space. Space can be lonely, but sometimes that's just what you want. Choose your holiday, the gas giants of Alia. Partying the night away in Yorkville on Aquada. Or even go back and find your ancestors on Earth. The Rockforth Corporation makes your holiday special. And will let nothing disturb you. Hey, buddy, why the long face? Exploring is boring. What? What makes you say so? Because I have to scoop for fuel at every single store. And then the voices I hear in the store tell me to... Whoa, sounds like you've got a case of space madness. No what you really need is really big gas tank. What? With a really big gas tank, you'll be sailing the Milky Way in style and comfort. No more hanging out at every stupid store just to refuel. It's as easy as honk and go. Gotta get to Beagle Point for a romantic interlude? Just honk and go. Wanna be the buckiest ball in the galaxy? Just honk and go. And if you fill your really big gas tank with patented Jumbonium 5000, you can honk and go, go, go. Gee, thanks, mister. No, thank you. Really big gas tank. Because why wait when you can honk and go? Jephonium 5000 has been known to cause extra arm growth, outdoor mayonnaise, tripism, and spontaneous target face. Use only as directed. This is a public service announcement from the Fuel Rats. Please stop what you're doing and pay attention. If we can rescue you, we will. But you can help us help you by following these easy steps. 1. Fly 50 light seconds or so from the system's main star and drop out of supercruise. 2. Note down the current system and the nearest stellar body. 3. If you're on emergency life support, log out immediately. 4. Go to FuelRats.org and click Get Help. 5. Stay calm, hold your breath, and let our seasoned professionals do what they do best. The Fuel Rats. We have fuel, you don't. Any questions? Hi. 
Aspiration. Uh, this is um, a chunky topic. We have touched on it a fair few times with Shan and I, particularly um, having very different views on what progress means in Elite Dangerous. Um, but in a game which is largely a uh, socking great sandbox um, with some fairly muddily defined goals, um, it can mean very, very different things to different players. Um, so we thought that we'd do something a little bit different and have a, a sort of more of a cerebral episode where we talk about um, aspiration in the abstract in Elite, uh, what players aspire to, how they judge uh, their progress, um, and uh, and all the different sort of approaches to the game that those things lead to. Um, this came out of a conversation held on Discord between a few of our of the Orange Sidewinder crew um, and some of the members of, um, presumably it was the Lave Discord. Um, and um, questions like, do we need something more to aspire to in the game? Um, what things does the game hold up to us? What goals does it hold up that we can aspire to? Um, are there other things that we should aspire to that we that we routinely don't? Um, you know, so, some people some people have a completionist attitude to video games where they they want to get all the Steam achievements, um, you know, get all the little Easter eggs and things. Uh, should these be a thing for Elite? Um, I know that the console ver- uh, console versions have uh, their own set of achievements, um, but uh, but for PC players using the the um, the Elite launcher, there's there's no such thing as that. Um, why do we think they've not been added? For example, you know, are, are there are there gameplay reasons that that Frontier have have not seen to hand out more little prizes for little things that you can that they can measure players doing? Um, Multivex, who is a member of AEDC, um, said that they would be fine with generic stuff. For example, kill ten players, reach Beagle Point, etc. Um, they'd like some BGS ones, but they don't really see how they. Uh, could implement that since there aren't any direct links between a player and a faction. Or maybe do X number of missions or hand in X number of bounties, etc. You know, th- those things leading to to Steam a- achievement equivalents. Um, I mean, personally, for for me, kill 10 players would, um, uh, would unnerve me a little bit if it was something that Frontier asked us all to aspire to. Um, and then they, they, they go on to say that basic ones could even even form a sort of tutorial. Uh, for example, you took off, you landed, um, you got a new frameshift drive, you bought a new ship, um, you killed X number of enemies, you mined X number of tons of stuff, um, you made X number of jumps. Those things, you know, you, you, could, you could set up a, a series of fairly trivial, trivial achievements that could give players... Um, not necessarily give them direction, but at least structure their structure and measure their progress a little bit in the first confusing few tens of hours in the game. Um, and there is probably a lot of virtue to that, I think. Um, and uh, and now that the, the, there's a now that there's uh, the game is a bit more bedded in, and the community have defined their own goals, things like getting to Sagittarius A star, getting to Beagle Point, which was entirely community community um, invented, uh, flying to an orbital, that sort of thing. Um, so you could potentially add some more, some quirkier community-driven ones like that in as well. Um, so, Shan, I'm going to come to you first of all, because I know that your idea of progress in Elite Dangerous is more freeform, eh, freeform than most um, and seems to involve killing quite a lot of crew members. Uh, so what do you think about, I guess, first of all, what do you think about the, the, the idea of achievements? And, and then following on from that, what's your idea of sort of achievement in a, in a more broad sense in Elite? 
Um, personally, seeing achievements and trophies in game isn't something that motivates me to to play, to play or complete the game. Totally, they agree. almost they, for me personally, they're almost like an artificial breadcrumbs. Yeah, to get you to um, to do things. Almost like uh, join the dots. And if I were to go after them, I think I would not enjoy them because I'd treat it as a as a journey and work out the most effective way, an efficient way to get them. I and mean, the, the example that I can think of, and it's it's not an achievement by any means, is that there's a couple of engineers that you can unlock by mining stuff. So you mine five hundred tons and then another one you sell ten tons of painite to them. So you can basically combine three engineers by just doing two activities and making sure they dovetail together. So I think with achievements, that is, that is the way I would approach them. And they will almost like lose the wonder because they've become a shopping list. Um, yeah. in, in terms of actual progression, um, I think it's such an individual thing. It's difficult to say this is the right way of doing it and or this is the wrong way of doing it. What I like about sandbox games like Elite is it's very much your decision on what you call um, progression. Now, with Elite used to be much more like that, but recently with Frontier talking about tiers of ships, you know, and the big four and things like that, it's almost as if they are subtly pushing the community towards thinking that ships and credits are game progression where in my mind ships are tools they're not game progression they're just enablers and yeah. it's the same and it's the same with credits um <clears throat> okay yeah, the, um, we'll, we'll move on to we'll move on to uh to ben before we get too far off off topic the um uh, the, the the tiers of ships is not something they've started talking about recently i don't think they've they've always had they call it a like a, a line graph where they've you know they've got two axes and a line of, of best fit down the middle and they've got the, the ships plotted on that um, which is how they sort of keep them try you know nominally balanced um, so I don't I'm not sure that's a new idea um, Ben uh, you you had a point about achievements well I'm just thinking I mean I I actually do think that the there is a place for achievements and they are in the Xbox and the PlayStation version of the game. Um, but I know when when Chan and I were originally discussing this, um, we didn't actually cover achievements until they were brought up. We were talking about what things would we find aspirational, for example, going to Beagle Point or things like that. Mm. That's what we considered to be an aspirational something to aspire to. Um, yeah. You know, essentially making up our own contents. Yeah, I, I think possibly um, codifying them in in little sort of pop up achievements would potentially trivialize them or, or make them um, make them less organic. And part of the charm of some of the things that the community have identified as things that they want to do is um, is because they are they don't they're completely undriven by the developer, which is. Um, I, I've just actually had an evil evil thought. Right. You, you you know how we've got all of the tourist destinations 
spread no literally throughout the whole galaxy yeah how bad they went off and made every single one of them an achievement <laughs> they brought, um that would make sense that would make a lot of sense mm. i mean no you're not nobody's obliged to um nobody's obliged to seek them all out. I, I i think i would completely ignore achievements if they were in a game um, in fact yeah. I, I would resent the fact if you really wanted if it really was an evil achievement you could you could have an achievement to maximize the number of every single engineering material and data. Oh, please no. Why not just have visit every planet? <laughs> this this will be possible in the next. <laughs> well, what, what we're talking sixty thousand years. Um, Commander Ventura says, "Would earning." Uh, arcs not count as an achievement, which is interesting. Um, I think we will be when we get to the point where games are incentivizing you to um, and measuring your progress by how much of their own Mickey Mouse currency you've earned. Um, we will be entering a new era of postmodernism in, oh, in mercenary game design, which I can barely comprehend. Um, yes. How about as a reward for spending a hundred arcs, you get rewarded? Hundred arcs. <laughs> that would be great, actually. I'd be up for that. Let's start it, a petition. It, it is interesting looking at other games, and yes, you need to get your drinks ready. Um, Do you know of any of any other games that we well, can I was, look at? I was, Shan? Well, I was I was thinking of progression systems, actually, mm. because there are two fundamental types of progression systems in multiplayer games. Yeah, you've got your vertical progression. You know, where you level up and you get better gear, and then the uh, de developers introduce new content, which means you then need to level up and get better gear, and so it becomes a power a power creep or a gear treadmill. So yeah. that's the that's the vertical progression. Yeah. The the other form of progression is the horizontal progression, which I personally am far more in favour of, which says the actual level of in quotes, player power stays the same, but actually what changes is the look and um, skin of the whatever it is. So, what? so, for example, <laughs> so you're saying that cosmetics are progression? Yes. All right, okay. Because there's something to aspire to, because if you think about it, why do people like paint packs? Why have people gone to the decal? In the no, I, I, I completely, I do, it's, I do completely it's agree. So, yeah, it, it's so they can appear to be a special snowflake and they've got something that other players haven't got. That's true. And the the way you, the way players can get, if you like, their "I'm a special snowflake" fix, is by cosmetic items. Now, it's kind of messed up a bit in. In elite, because by and large, the only barrier to cosmetic items is how much you spend on arts. I, I haven't. Oh, we're going evil again. Yeah, go if you want to be a really special snowflake, go to Lavecon. <laughs> I think um, the the cosmetic Shan, you actually make a really really good point, um, and I hadn't thought about it in terms of vertical and horizontal. But there are th this idea of cosmetics progress is no is not. You know, there is. It is definitely a, a an emerging thing. Sea of Thieves is a um, co-op and PvP focused, um, nearly you know, massively um, 
kind of massively multiplayer game, um, which in which progress is entirely cosmetic. There are no stats. There's nothing to level up. You don't, you can't earn new ships or earn new, earn better weapons. The all you all you get is cosmetics. Um, well, I mean, if you if you well, it, I'm not sure it's a new thing because the games I was thinking of, or I first encountered it anyway, was first Guild Wars, mm. and they had a very low level cap, level twenty. And the actual armor and weapons cap uh, stayed fixed, and you could even you didn't even need to spend money to get the maximum power armor and and weapons. You could just trade in I don't know ten skulls, and you'd get the thing. What the whole end game was focused around was cosmetics. <laughs> I'm pretty um, sure that it still is on Guild Wars too. I've well, it, heard well, that it's in the late it, game. It's, it's about fashion. It's, it's <laughs> Yes, fashion wars, they call it. Um, it is, but not to the same extent, because again, like uh, Elite, the uh, in-game store in Guild Wars, you can get the majority of the flashy items in the, uh, the in-game store. Um, but certainly Guild Wars 1, and, the, and there were certain unique items that you could only get by winning the World Championship of PvP, or if you were lucky and won a contest, you would get given like a mini pet. Um, but there are yeah. 16 of in the world in, in, the whole, in the whole game so if you had one of these it singled you out and you had achieved something pretty unique in the game and yeah. that was an incredible motivator I mean they, people shouldn't have done it but they were selling accounts for thousands of dollars that had these items on them and the only thing that made them special was they had I don't know a panda or a yeah. polar bear or something like that so yeah, okay, interesting. So um, Commander, well, I'm not sure if it's Commander Replicator, but Replicator says um, from somewhere, seriously, uh, question mark, paint jobs are superfluous to progression. Um, so Replicator clearly thinks that progression has nothing to do with cosmetics at all. Um, I think I, I probably come on the side of Shan here slightly in that cosmetics are definitely an axis of progression. They're not the axis, but they are an axis. So if you've got the axis of going from weakness to strength, which is the traditional one that Shan labeled as the vertical one, um, where you start off with being told told to kill ten mud crabs and then you're and then you're taking out and then you're take like taking the fight to the god king or whatever by the end of the game. Um you could you could say that the axis of the horizontal axis, the, the cosmetic axis in, in in online games, is about going from going from the default like the the um the anonymity of the default options to fully customizing and and um, uh, and sort of creating your identity in the in the game. Um, so using Sea of Thieves as the example again, um, the uh, I guess the only progression that you could measure would be how much stuff people have done, and the only and and the only benefits that gave them would be better. They'd be better able to differentiate themselves from other pirates in the game. Um, so I, d I definitely think that is a that is a um, a facet with Elite One having starting to introduce cosmetics as rewards for gameplay, uh, like in the um, like in the um, the Enclave Interstellar Initiative when we saw bobbleheads being awarded for gameplay, and two arcs now being earnable in game. The the border between cosmetics as a purely real world transaction and cosmetics as an earnable 
standard of progression within the game is becoming blurrier i i, I think so um so I, I would probably agree with you there um what i would suggest um on, as a definition of of progression is is anything that motivates you to play the game so if you if you aim for greater power greater levels whatever then that's a form of progression for you if you aspire to the amazing t-shirt of spangliness or whatever it is then that's progression for you because it's motivating you to play the game and that's kind of the banner of which my thinking was and the splitting it into horizontal and the vertical uh, is if you like a subdivision of that i will quickly say though about vertical progression is if a developer gets into the vertical progression route it's an awful lot of pressure on the developer to produce content because because people will swarm in, consume the content, and then say, I've done that, what am I doing now? Because their motivation is purely power and gear, and it becomes an arms race between how quickly the developer can produce the content and how quickly people can consume it. Mm, which is uh, probably one reason why lots of developers of online looter shooters are increasingly relying on um, both procedural generation and doing the same content over and over again. Um, so um, interesting, interesting stuff. I definitely have issue with the idea that this rather woolly idea that progress is whatever you make it. I mean, you could just give you could give players a screensaver and say, "There you go, progress is whatever you make it." It could be watch this many screens, like screen screensavers move around, or you know, if it was a Steam achievement, people would do it. It's a nonsense, you know. You need you need gameplay loops. You need, you need things for players to do. Players have different attitudes to games, um, but lots of them view games as problems to be solved. And you, you need some kind of sense of way of measuring those pro- the rate at which those problems are being solved, um, which is another word for progression. So I, I, th- I think that it's, it's definitely not as simple as I have the most credits, but it's certainly not as... Um, it's certainly a little bit more complex than, um, than I'm playing the game, therefore I'm progressing. Um, well, ben, what do you think? Uh, I'm just thinking, you know, the 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 motto essentially for always. Oh, well, since the beta, I guess it would have been was blaze your own trail. So you know, does isn't that indicative as to what Frontier are wanting? Are wanting our progression to be? You know, we basically we do make up our own mind. And it's not linear. Yeah, absolutely. That I mean, lin- non-linear is not the same as, um, as as a lack of goals. Non-linear does not mean completely undirected. Correct. I was about to say the blazer and trail thing. That's how it started off. But mm-hmm. I think, as we as we spoke earlier, I think that has been somewhat undermined. Uh, I think it was actually when the Cutter and Corvette came out, they started doing it, uh, was when they were talking about the top tier of ships and the big four, or big three, they called them at the time. I think that message was started to be undermined by that. The other thing, actually, that started it, was, that struck me as kind of making it all about the credits, was when they nerfed crew payments for multi-crew. Remember that? And they said crew, multi-crew members were earning too much money too quickly. So they reduced the credit rate across the, 
across the board. And that made credits more important than the experience of being a mod crew. So I think that blazer and trail has been slightly undermined by the messages and direction of the game. Okay, but is that not I, uh, the risk of sounding like we're here again? Is that not frontier um, having problems trying to describe to people what they actually want them to do in their games? So you've got like the cutter and the corvette, and okay, well, instead of the Anaconda being the biggest, most expensive ship, you've now got the big three. Um, and you know, yes, they are definitely a class of ship above the. Well, you got the big four, I suppose, isn't it? Because you got the you've got the Type Nine in there too, and that used to be in there. Um, but that's that... isn't that just Frontiers? Woolly marketing, as opposed to what they actually want for the game. I don't think it's either, really. I don't. I don't see a problem with having a gamut of ships at different prices and different sizes, and and open-ended gameplay. I don't see a, a conflict there. I don't. I don't see the problem with some ships being bigger, more expensive, and better at doing stuff, and other ships being smaller, or worse at doing stuff, and much cheaper. And blaze your own trail. I, I think. I think. I think you're sort of disappearing into, um, into potentially a well of of um, navel gazing to 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 sort of start thinking like that. Really. Well, you, why is it then? Why is it what? Uh, well, I'm just saying. Why is it? As, as a follow up question. Why is it then? There are no missions that are designed to suit smaller ships only. Well, there are. They have a little warning on them saying you won't be able to fit on the landing pad for this mission. Yeah, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about, for example, um, you have an infiltration mission into a space station or a megaship or whatever it is, but you can only really do it if you are in a Sidewinder or something really cheaper like that, or there's a, there's a tunnel you have to fit your ship through to get to a, a, a scanning place, or something like For that. For example, you, uh, you need to fly through the thermal exhaust port to reach the main port to blow the main reactor. Yeah, all right, yeah, yeah. I get it. I would argue that that's a limitation on, on game design bandwidth rather than, rather than evidence that, that Frontier want to incentivize people to get big ships. I mean, the reason that we don't have missions like that is that that mission sounds quite complex. It sounds bloody fun, but it sounds quite complex and Frontier haven't got around to coding it. Um, there are lots of things that Frontier haven't got around to doing. It, it, that sounds like one of them. I, I definitely don't think that that's come up and they've said, oh, no, we won't do that because we want to, we want to make players focused on, the, on, earning the big, on getting to the big ships. And if we, if we make the small ships sound fun, they'll never, they won't do that. Um, that sounds nonsense. But even the term big ships... Makes them sound more appealing, doesn't it? No, it doesn't. It's a no. It's just a, no. I'm going to it's disagree. A it, it's just an accurate description of the object, the size of a town. <laughs> this is a stupid conversation. The um, <laughs> they've, they've also they've also just started the the full throttle series, um, and they've also just released uh special racing ship skins, which are apart from the Mamba only applicable for small ships. The full throttle series, I guarantee you, will apart from couple of kooky ones about flying type nines or whatever will 
will largely involve vipers and imperial eagles and and, and that sort of thing and haulers. I, I, I think this idea that that Frontier are sneakily trying to get everybody to focus in on earning as many credits as possible to race through to getting a cutter is just complete nonsense. They clearly. So support... why are there left void opals in the game? I'm sorry. Why are there left void opals in the game? Because lots of things are expensive. Just just because just because a cutter is there no more, doesn't they're mean no you... more expensive than they were, are they? There's been no inflation in the game. That's true. Yeah, that is a different question though. Credit earnings is a question to um to whether Frontier are trying to define progress as credits alone. I mean, arguably, if if Frontier are trying to make the game progress about credits alone, they wouldn't make earning those credits easier. They'd make it harder. They'd raise the level cap rather than lowering it. So actually, the inclusion of Void Opals kind of undermines that. Um, but it's not just credits. It's also, um, you know, it, it's also, there are loads and loads of different things. I mean, the, the most obvious bars of progress in the game are the, uh, the three or three and a half um, progress tiers, um, which for elite, um, for trade, uh, combat and exploration um, and um, and in a very visible and real way those are the most obvious and immediate ways that the game feeds back to you on on your progress um, as measured by your engagement with its three core gameplay loops um, I, I feel like if somebody was it, the, the point that progress in the game is measured by those things is more defensible than the idea that it's measured by credits alone um, simply because doing Getting to elite in all of all of those disciplines indicates that you've fully engaged with the three main gameplay loops that the game offers. Um, so here's so here's a question then, because I I I've often thought this and I still haven't managed to get an answer from Frontier in spite of buying Dab a drink at LifeCon. Um, oh, did you meet Dab at LifeCon? I met lots of people. I even bought him a drink. So my question is, um, eventually. Most players are going to get triple elite. It doesn't matter. You know, you can do it in a week. You can do it in three years. It doesn't matter. At some point, the players are going to get triple elite or quad elite if they play CQC for two hundred years. Yeah. What next? After you've got your triple elite, if you regard as getting your elite as a progression, what comes after that? Why should people play after they've hit triple elite or quad elite? That's a good question, and I am not sure that Frontier would. Um, ben, I just want to pass in a comment that we got from Miggles saying he's triple elite. He has every ship and has engineered the hell out of them, uh, and he's now working on filling out all of his material bins. And Miggles still has a sense of progression, and he doesn't see that going away anytime soon. Apparently, yeah, gotta admit, I'm I'm with Miggles. Um, so so go on. I, I'm. I'm just going to say I'm 100% with you. You know, I don't... Okay, I fully admit I am in a cutter at the moment. <laughs> the only... My apartment smells of... But the only reason I'm in a cutter at the moment is because the last thing I was doing was a load of bulk trading uh, to get uh, the agronomical treatment into lave because lave's in blight. Um, so, you know, you use the right tool for the job. And if you want to do bulk trading, you ain't going to do that in a Cobra. Is it also slightly because that gives you the most survivability when you get ganked by hordes of um, I, well, radio listeners? I know that certain people, not me, um, I know, oh, 
I can't. Um, I know that Mac Winston has essentially got a cutter you could you could shoot at for hours, and you might it might lose one shield. Mm. My my ship is not like that, unfortunately. <laughs> there you go, listeners. There you go, um, Ben. How do you how do you measure progress in the game? Do you, do you do it? Do you measure progress at all? Honestly, I don't know if I do measure progress at all. I I measure progress by what do I want to do today. And, you know, I, so for example, I heard about the Golconda, which is apparently the name of this mega ship. I heard about that. It's something new. It's 250 odd light years from Lave. Going to see it and seeing what they're doing in there is something that I aspire to. And it took me. Ow. Hang on. Who's shooting me? Oh, no. Who's. Okay, we're actually getting ganked live on air. <laughs> yeah. Miggles and Archer, if you can help me out, I'd appreciate it, guys. Who's, uh, who is your assailant? Someone in the gank squadron. Good, good. That's a reassuring squadron name. Um, I, I must admit, uh, I think the way I view progress in the game has never really been... Um, it's never really been about achieving ranks or or money. It's been I bought into Elite Dangerous and I play Elite Dangerous because out of every game out there, it's the it's the one that I mean I remember David Braben in 2013 or 14 saying, I think it was in dev video or or similar, that he was he wanted to make a science fiction universe that you could live in. Um and that is what really caught my attention and really inspired me. And that's why I backed the game and why I play it is not because I view it as a problem to be solved um, or a set of notches to carve. It's because it's a, a, fantas- it's a fantastic world that, is, that I want to escape out, into um, when this one gets a bit dull. And if you view it like that, the idea of progress becomes a, a, bit, um, it becomes a bit silly, really. Highway, because, ben. Yeah, select another system, Ben. Otherwise, you're going to pop. Um, oh, and, you might um, give somebody a uh, thing. So I want to die anyway. It's okay. No, no, don't oh. die. No, don't give no, in. I'm dying. Highway. No. Ben, I didn't have a, I didn't have a highway set. Um, uh. And by the time I was doing it, I was like, too far away and too slow. <sighs> so yeah, time. Shan, you are going to have to give. Why don't I get to who? I didn't get your ships being destroyed by the commander. Hmm. Hmm. That's a bit upsetting. Maybe it wasn't. No, it was. Well, the uh, game would have, the game would tell you if it, if you. It'll tell you in your contacts. Yeah, go ahead, comms menu. Um, so just to round off what I was saying, I, I suppose that I, I, I'd view progression in the game as as you know, I, at the moment I've I've not yet soloed a Thargoid. I've killed Thargoid friends. Um, I'm elite trade and elite exploration and dangerous combat. I think um, I've travelled all over the the galaxy. Um, so I don't really, I kind of, with the current build of the game, I feel like I've progressed as far as I want to exploration-wise. Um, when we can land on planets, I still think of it as when rather than if. Um, there are several planets that I want to go back to and map on foot and explore and, and that sort of thing. Um, and that I view as progress. Um, and, um, and there's a meta angle to progress as well. There's going from, I've just bought this game and I've just hopped onto the official Discord to find out what the other players are like, all the way through to... I'm the leader of a player group and and I have this history of diplomacy and all the friends I've made and all that sort of thing. 
Um, and there's a progress angle in that in that regard as well. I think I think there is a progress in terms of the the friends that you make in the game and and um, and the memories that you carve out with other people. Um, so I think for me at least, progress is definitely uh, is definitely. I, I guess the closest thing I could link to it would probably be the the three elite rankings because they are the the clearest barometer of how much you've engaged with the game systems. But even those feel like really crude feel like really crude measurements of of a of a of an idea that's much more nebulous than that. The other thing to think about, and it's particularly pertinent now, uh more than it was four years ago, for example, is I don't think the game is designed to be your only game you ever play. I think it's very much designed to be you log in, you do whatever you want to do, then you log out again and do something else or you carry on. I don't think it's ever meant to be the only game you ever play. So if you look at game progression and aspirations from that perspective, it becomes a lot more casual than perhaps it was four or five years ago. Definitely don't think it's a casual game. I de- definitely, definitely would argue against that. Simply because it takes so long to. Whenever I log in with friends to just do a bit of bounty hunting, it's always we always need to spend forty-five minutes faffing around, getting in the right ships, jumping to the right systems, that sort of thing. I, I definitely don't think Elite Dangerous is in danger of turning into one of those casual co-op experiences. Um, ben, it's just something I was worried about thinking about there. That yeah, I just said you know live on air. I don't actually care about. And you know, we all know that Shan is basically Mr. Pennybags. <laughs> um, He's the bloke off the Monopoly board, but with a is. flight helmet on. <laughs> um, but you know, do either of you guys consider credits as a, as prog- as progression, or are credits like ships simply another means to an end? Shan, do you means to feel that first. That means to an end for me. I mean, yes, I, uh, I I deliberately kept some NPC crew on just to make it have them make an obscene amount of money. So it was almost it was almost like me putting two fingers up to the people who think credits matter, kind of thing. Mm. Um, so I don't think it does. They're an enabler. You can you can have just as much fun with a hundred thousand credits as you can with a hundred million credits. Yeah, I mean, I, I've just lost higher. 17 million, but I really don't care about it. Yeah, I, I, I think um, credit, GC credits is a measure of progress. I think that is interesting, and the answer is different for different people, not just because of attitudes, but also because of where they are in the game. I remember when I first started playing, and my friend and I used to play in private private group, and um, we used to tool around... Um, we used to tool around the starting systems, and we'd—I remember coming across smuggling missions that paid two hundred thousand credits. And I'd say to him, "Guess what? I've just found the smuggling mission. It's paid this much money." And he'd be like, "Wow, brilliant! That's really lucky." Um, and our goal was that one day we'd reach Empire space and uh, we'd join the Empire because we thought that looked really cool. Um, and credits were sure as hell a measure of progress back then. Tell you what, like, yeah, absolutely, credits were a measure of progress. But, uh, you know, why wouldn't they be? The game is full of things that cost many many orders of magnitude more than you can earn in an hour and um and you want them you want those things you want those shiny ships uh so yes of course it's stupid to say that credits are not a measure of progress at that stage in the game when you get to the point where and and the point differs for different people but when you get to the point where you can comfortably own all the ships that you like and 
you can engage with all the game systems without feeling that you're at a disadvantage because you can't afford the right gear. I'd argue that credits then cease to be a, a measure of progress. And as as Shan says, then they are, then they definitely are an enabler. Um, you know, Ben is a beta backer with over a, a billion in assets in the game. And he's just lost 17 million, which would be that sort of mid-game wealth levels um, and doesn't think anything of it. Um, and we've all been there. That's that's something that, you know, we, whenever um, th- that sort of pocket change when you get to the late game. Um, but you still, they, I think I think credits still have, they still have, um, have meaning. You still feel like you, uh, especially if you do a lot of high-risk stuff like PvP or racing, um, I, I think that... Uh, you still want a way to earn credits, and um, and I, even very experienced players often still talk about earnings per hour as a barometer of how worthwhile activities are. And you can argue whether that's worthwhile or not, or whether they're they're completely putting the cart before the horse, um, which is a different point, really. Um, Commander Ventura in chat says, "To me, credits, reputation, and rank are measures of progression." Which, uh, yeah, I think that that. That makes sense. I mean, reputation and rank are... Reputation is... Um, I mean, you've potentially got a unique reputation rating with every single um, minor faction in the galaxy. So uh, so if you're looking to max out your progress there, mate, you've probably got a bit of a job on your hands. Well, um, some people use permits, don't they? As a form, yeah, they yeah. can measure their progress with permits because to get permits, you have to lie yourself with certain factions and et yeah, definitely. et cetera. Yeah. So, so going after permits is, if you like... Um, a form of that, maybe. Definitely, I think another. I think another measure of progression, um, engineers. When um, when I first put time into unlocking the engineers, I, I made a list on Google Keep of all the things I needed to do. Um, you know, buy a mining, buy a mining ship, mine X number of tons of bromelite, ship X to X. You know, all all the little all the little individual tasks that add together to um, to get the engineers unlocked and uh, and then also the the tasks involved in engine um, material collection to to get the gear you want and that felt like my own personal um story campaign um yes it was a crap story campaign with crap characters and crap missions but it was it did feel like my own quite structured kind of career like you know like you'd have in a, a more linear game and i really enjoyed that so i definitely and, and now when um uh when people say um that they're doing the engineering grind. I feel a bit of a, a bit of pride because I feel like I've I've already done that. I've achieved that. It took a lot of hours, and now I've got them all to grade five or whatever, and and I like that. So def- I, de- I definitely think that that is a measure of progress. I guess um, one thing I feel like Elite should be given more credit for is that it's um, uh, it definitely has lots and lots of different ways that you can measure progress. Loads and loads of different um, barometers of of um sort of aspiration um shan you said you've got a shed load of stuff going on here um are you ducking out for a bit no no it's fine i just got uh mr shanna's raging at me as if to say there's something you've missed or forgotten to do or something but i'll ignore and carry on um well ben has just asked where is enough for each of us do you want to do you want to field that I, I was just wondering. I was just wondering. You know, we're all. You mentioned when we were talking about credits that we all have different levels as to how many credits we think is enough. So I would say, you know, for me personally, if I've got 
around about 300 million available, then I would consider that to be about enough. And, you know, once I got to that level, and I think I was in a, in an, so once I was, in, I had a type nine, and I had about 300 million in the bank, um, then I was starting to feel what I would call comfortable. Mm. Um, and I wasn't sort of on the credit grind. I was never really on the credit grind because I was always doing bits and bats and things like that. I know what you mean by comfortable, though, because it is that feeling of, ah, oh, the pressure's off now. I, I don't yeah. desperately need to earn money all the time to keep, to keep afloat in this game. Um, and I've only actually, I've literally only in the past couple of months have I actually reached one billion in credits. Mm. Um, and that was actually because I was helping my brother-in-law earn credits for the beginning of his game. So that went off and basically I helped him earning about three to four hundred million in his credits, but obviously helping him earn that much money uh, got me fairly, about the same basically. Yeah, uh, so okay. that sort of pushed me up above the billion level, and but I wasn't really trying to get above there or anything. It was just it just happened because I was helping somebody out. Yeah, that's that's very typical of you, actually. <laughs> um, Sham, uh, how much is enough? Yeah, um, I haven't really got a figure in mind, really. Um, I remember thinking back at LaveCon 2015, I think it was, I had about 250 million credits cash on my account back in 2015. And I kind of settled that actually that was more than I actually needed to play the game because I had my Anaconda, I had that money, and there were more re I had money for more rebuys than I could ever use at the time and i think once you get past the point of more than three or four rebuys unless you do pvp or provide particularly risky that's all you need you only need three or four rebuys worth of stuff i think before you're feeling comfortable particularly yeah, now in the days of void opal that doesn't take into account the fact that the game is arranged factorially um you know a, a, an anaconda is not is not 50% more expensive than a Cobra. It's, you know, I don't know, 200 times more. You know, it, the fact that the game is arranged means, oh, I've got a few rebuys, I'm fine, only makes sense once you own all the ships that you might want to own. I'm not sure it does, really. It's just my own, my own thinking. It's just that you have a nest egg. And for me, it's, it's the number of rebuys you have for your most expensive ship. Um, yeah, that, 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 that I can. Yeah, I can definitely agree with that. Um, Unless you decide that you want another one of your most expensive ships, and if you decide suddenly you really want a mining anaconda, and you but don't you want can still, own, but you can still only fly one at a time. And and when 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 new players joined and they said, you know, how much money do I need and stuff like that, I, I usually say it's enough. You need enough for three rebuys plus a cargo load. Um, full because when you blow up, you lose your cargo. So, you know, um, I don't know, it's, it's just it's just different because I view credits as completely different to other people. So, yeah, I, I wonder what you'd say about credits if you only had like a hundred credits. I wonder how what your attitude to credits would be then. Um, anyway, let's move on. Um, I don't mean to be combative, I did come across slightly combative. 
it's more a more a thought experiment. Um, in the community corner, we have um, we have some pretty exciting things this week. Actually, we have the um, the fourth incarnation of the Christmas Carriers Convoy, um, which is quite fun because I was involved in the first one, and um, and to see that they're now in their fourth year is pretty exciting. Um, so this is an annual uh, expedition from uh, Seoul or, or somewhere near Seoul to um, Colonia to drop off. Um, initially, it was sort of supplies for good cheer at Christmas, so things like Lavian and brandy. Um, and uh, I'm not quite sure how it's evolved, actually. But we will drop the link to the um, the chat in um, uh, on the EDSM expedition page into the um into the chat channel so that you can check it out if you're watching on twitch um and uh there's also um i think i think shan you might have said that you had some pictures of this but there's also a phenomenal uh lego crate mark 2 that reddit user beef1213 has made um which is just totally phenomenal i mean that looks official yeah, I think uh, Ventura's got some photos of it. Hopefully not. He might be on screen. But yeah, it's just the detail this guy's gone into is ridiculous. And I mean, even even crazier, it's got the internals are modelled. It's got wow, that's amazing. The, land, the landing gear and the weapons go in and out. <laughs> that's so cool. It's even got a bloody coffee machine in the back. <laughs> and it that is, is breathtaking. It's ridiculous. It's so good. Yeah, that is um, incredible. And um, it's, I mean, it's at a tiny scale, but it's, it's oh, so good. Even like the angles are all perfect as well. Yeah. Um, I wonder if there's. Um, I could totally imagine that somebody might have invented some kind of uh, online Lego build generator where you put in the mesh for an asset and it just makes oh, it out of Lego. There's things for Minecraft. Which essentially converts, it, you know, goes off and takes a model or a photograph, and turns it into the blocks for that. Mm. Um, obviously, just the two D things. So you know, you go and give it a circle, and it'll show you how you would build a circle out of squares. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but he's even got the ship launch fighters in there. He's got. Um, That's amazing. Yeah, I'm oh, looking at the pictures of it open. That's incredible. The, Little oh, what the limpets and everything like that. It's, yeah, I <laughs> think he's done it in, in. It's done it in a three D tool, rather than actually built it out of real Lego. Oh, right. Um, I think I could be. I could be doing the guy a disservice here, but just looking at the photos, they look. It looks to me like a in a three D rendering thing. So using Lego blocks, but using. Um. Using the Lego blocks, not like 3D Max, something like that. But then he's gone off and rendered it rather than actually built it. But just because the photos look too good almost. Yeah, that is incredible. I, I, I'm actually a little disappointed in it. <laughs> right, okay, why is mm -hmm. that? Good? It hasn't got a paint kit. It's, paint <laughs> <laughs> it's, even, got the, it's even got the heat vents. Look at that. Look yeah. At that. That's incredible. Uh, yeah, um, Nipolos in in chat is saying it's definitely a render. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. yeah. It still looks Probably. great. Yeah. But, but presumably, <coughs> I don't know how these things work, but presumably 
if you had the instructions and the bits, you could actually make that. So the render yes. is something that is buildable to Lego. It's just yeah. he hasn't got the actual physical bits to build. Uh, Looks I like it, yeah. You you would probably spend about a thousand quid to actually have the bits for it as well, I suspect. Is Lego that expensive these days? Yeah. There's there's a lot of parts in that. Yeah. Um, I actually think in the Reddit post that he made, he actually said how many parts he did, I think. Um, he's been working on it for two months. Uh, he's building the instructions. Go away. Um, it's so cool. Does he actually say how many parts? No. Don't yeah. you think, like, looking at the inside of that, it almost needs, like, a Lego Wookiee and a Lego yeah. CTPO. <laughs> It's it's easily as good as the as the big snazzy uh, Millennium Falcon. Yeah, I do. You know, I actually prefer things in this scale rather than in the minifigure scale. Really? What is that? Basically, not so much more detail, but um, more that you. The, the minifigure scale, it feels like you're almost sacrificing things, and the ship would be the size of a double bed. Well, that's true. That is absolutely um, yeah, it's it's just impossible to do. Yeah. What are the um what are the two orange circular in the back meant to be? Uh they're the I think it's the hyperdrive or something like that. If you <laughs> you remember the video that a commander did when he was walking us around to Sidewinder. Yeah, and showed all the different components from that. Yeah, it looks awfully like what that's been done. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Um, Interesting. Cool. Um, well, that is uh, that is impressive thing made out of Lego to do with as I've ever seen. Um, so there we go. Um, there's also a um, there's an an episode of uh, a new series called Beyond Dockers, which is out now. Uh, <laughs> Yes, that's <laughs> so. Uh, Commander Psycho Cow, who we all know, and yeah, who we all know, <laughs> uh, and Commander Winnard or Lord Shouty or whatever you want to you know, say of him, plus others. So they they were the original scriptwriters behind Dockers, which we got from which we go and perform at LaveCon and. It's where people shouting mug came from and various other things like that. Mm. Um, this is essentially Dockers Plus. So, you know, Dockers but moved out of Barnard Star. So you can do things on Sol. You can do things anywhere in the galaxy now, not just in Barnard Star and the things that go on there. So, you know, just no longer tied and we've got a wider variety of cast members and things like that. Um, although I, you know, also some of the older cast members are also still in it. Um, but who else? Who else is um, on the cast? Anybody I'd know? Yes, lots of people you would know. Um, I'll if you talk to yourself for a minute. I'll bring up the cast list. I'll just <laughs> literally, just take two seconds. So there we go. Now, in fact, so Lord, Lord Shouty, who we've already mentioned. Uh, Commander Walcott, uh, Mr. Grant, obviously. Uh, Ian M. Norman, who you probably don't know, but he's he's a an old an old hand, shall we say, from back in the day. Um, you know Helen Flossy Lister. Yeah. 
from LaveCon, uh, her husband Robbie. I'm trying to think of people who you would know. Um, I'm in it. I don't think you know him. Do you know Draxer? Yeah, I've come across them. Yeah. Um, but Drax is in it. And somebody by the name of uh, Peter Witherspawn is in it. Sounds like a twat. <laughs> um, well, apparently, he, he, he's, he's playing Willie Stroker, who is a wildlife documentary. <laughs> Um, that's incredible. I've got, I've got. Uh, uh, and Willie Stroker has a fiance yeah. whose name is Fanny Longburn, who is being played by Draxer. Brilliant. Um, there's well, other that's people, where I've come across Draxer. Yeah. Uh, there's other people like uh, Lennon, who's fairly well known by yeah, at least people who go to LaveCon and things like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, Dave Pearson, otherwise known as Vagnier. Um. Oh, LCU fool like no one who I think has been on the show and is in Canon Interstellar. He's he's been he's involved in it. Mm. Um, oh, various there, there's lots and lots of people actually in it who I um, the cast list. Is I didn't. Yeah, Do you record I didn't realize Jim B's in it. No, this these so LaveCon happened obviously. Uh, this one was recorded over the past couple of m- months. <laughs> and to quote Peter Wotherspoon right now, I do love my fanny. <laughs> and his fanny loves him as well. Yeah. <laughs> if you listen to the most recent episode, you can see that Peter Wotherspoon's fanny would pretty much do anything for him. Good. Excellent. Okay, so yeah, check that out. Um, yeah. It looks hilarious. It, it really, it was, it was a lot of fun to listen to. Mm. Uh, and that got premiered on Friday. I'll be listening to that very shortly then. Um, so, uh, Ben, are you at the generation ship? I am at the generation ship. So, if so, spoiler alert, I suppose. Okay, so spoiler alert. Yeah. Um, let's. I, I mean, I don't want to be spoiled particularly either. Words, uh, either. But um, I am interested to know whether um, a whether the uh, the rumors about there being living people on the right. ship are true. Okay, so I haven't listened to any of the voice logs yet. I haven't opened them up because I wasn't wanting to spoil things for the stream. Mm. What does it look like? It looks like just a standard mega ship. Okay, like what 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 flavor exploration? Yeah, it's an exploration one with two um, with two rings in it. Mm. These Have you games, been hailed by it? I've got the messages now, but there are... When I go near it, there's a hell of a weird sound that is really quite annoying, which is why I was several kilometres backed off. Ooh, interesting. Hmm, uh, I'll have to check that out. Which system uh, is it in? It's in the um, Upanaki system. Right, okay, where's that, roughly? So, Upanaklis system, sorry. About 300 light years away from Lave. Okay, yeah. Hmm, interesting. Um, oh. And um, the logs and things, I mean, that's that's no different from existing generation ships, really. No, they, they've all got them as well, but well, if I was going to turn this into audio, I'd have had to do it off, offline, basically. Mm. Oh, never mind. No worries. Um, in that case, uh, that's about it for uh, for this episode. Would anybody else like to uh, like to say anything? Has anybody got any other business? Ben. Um. 
Yeah, let's wrap this thing up because I got um, both Planet Zoo and Red Dead Redemption today. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to go to bed, get a good night's sleep, get up, go to work, and then I can spend all day tomorrow playing those games. <laughs> That's a good thing, isn't it? It is, yeah. You can tell us all about them next week. Uh, Shan, what about you? AOB? Um, Don't think so this week. Um, No, don't think so this week. Jolly good. You can can check out our sister station, if you want, which is Hutton Orbital Radio, which broadcasts on Thursdays from 8.30. And you can tune in at... um, tv.forthemug.com or just for the audio at radio.forthemug.com um, There's also uh, a um, I've just learned about this now um, Commander Starion is um, wow that is actually quite impressive is doing Movember um, and uh, and actually has, has either come pre-prepared with or has rapidly grown in five days quite an impressive moustache um, and we will drop his uh, <coughs> the link to his um, fund, his funding somewhere or other um, on um, uh, on Movember.com. Um, so we'll drop the link to that in the um, in the chat. Um, so well done, Commander Starion, and uh, you have you are most hirsute. Uh, my commander in game has a has a moustache not dissimilar from that one. Um, so um, which is about as close as I can get to to um, impressive facial hair. Um, for the discerning commander who likes a bit of CQC action, uh, there is also the CQC Discord at discord.me forward slash elite dangerous CQC. Um, and, uh, and that is it for the shout outs. So um, thank you very much to those of you who've chipped in on uh, Twitch and um, added your thoughts, um, particularly to our um, aspiration chat. That was really useful and interesting. Um, and uh, and also thank you to thank you very much to the member of GANK Squadron who has um, heroically relieved the rest of the galaxy of the presence of Commander Edelweiss. Um, uh, if, we, if we're giving shoutouts to Gang Squadron, then I guess it would be Sagittasian or something like that. Uh, and he's actually he's been flying around ganking people. All around this system tonight, I think he's killed Paul Archer three times. See, I think they've missed a trick. Mm-hmm. If they'd been listening to the show, they would have realised there was up to a hundred tons of void opals. <clears throat> but because That's they true. Listen, that yeah. they're not listening to the show, they didn't play that. So, <laughs> so the bounty still stands. <laughs> um. So, uh, and thank you also to uh, was it Miggle? Was it what? Sorry, you broke up a bit. You were um, you were accompanied by a couple of commanders who you said yeah. Were so helping. Paul Archer and Miggles have both been accompany uh, accompanying me as I get my tongue back in. The least effective escorts in history. <laughs> well, none of us are exactly in combat ships at the moment. No, that's Miggles true. is. Uh, I think Miggles is in a mining ship or something like that, and Paul Archer is in a is in a Python, if I remember correctly. Well, thanks, thanks, guys, for for joining us tonight that's that's cool um and uh, and that is it for another episode of lave radio um if you would like to get in touch with the show <laughs> gunshots uh it's firework night isn't it so you know guy folks right <laughs> kind of there's a shooting going on in ben's flat um, oh, that, possibly 
If you'd like to get in touch with the show, you can email info at com. Hit us up on facebook.com forward slash lave radio. You can tweet us on at lave radio, or you can join our Discord server by going to discord.io forward slash lave radio. We also have a TeamSpeak server where commanders come to hang out and chat, which you can find at teamspeak.com forward, uh, sorry, teamspeak.laveradio.com. Do get in touch if you have any questions or if there's anything you'd like us to discuss in a future episode. Lave Radio is recorded live on a Tuesday evening at 8.30 and streamed out on laveradio.com forward slash live. Thank you very much to um, Commander Edelweiss. I do hope you're still alive. Uh, thank you very much to Commander Shan. Thank you very much for the long-suffering and patient Commander Ventura. Um, and thank you lot for, um, for taking time out of your frantic Tuesday evening to listen to our nonsensical warblings. Um, so until next time, Commanders, fly safe. And if you can't do that, fly dangerous. News Digest, 5th of November 3305, where you read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news, closing the stable door, burning the newsletter, animals in space. Closing the stable door. Now that the blight has been let loose and can never be fully eliminated, the incompetent government agencies that allowed the disaster to happen are examining their navels and looking for someone else to blame. The Interstellar Association for Agriculture, which failed to prevent the Rockforth Corporation from distributing untested and, as it turns out, contaminated fertiliser, plans to introduce better screening of agricultural commodities in an attempt to reduce the further spread of the blight pathogen. 
Intelligence agencies are examining their response to the scythe of Panem's biological terrorism and wondering how they can prevent copycat attacks. It's possible that the additional security measures will slow down loading and unloading of cargo and may result in a lethal response against anyone with a potentially contaminated plant in their cockpit. Burning the newsletter. The Pilots' Federation is rumoured to be considering doing away with the newsletter and replacing it with advertisements for the store. Originally weekly and with information relevant to the Pilots' Federation members, the newsletter now mainly consists of pictures of cats and is published fortnightly. By concentrating on advertisements for paint jobs, the Pilots' Federation believes it can deliver a more interesting read for its members and at the same time demonstrate that it listens to the recommendations made to it by the members of the Lave Radio crew. Animals in Space Following the success of roller coasters in space and dinosaur safaris in space, today sees the launch of Zoos in Space, an ambitious new attempt to collect together animals from the ancient planet Earth, including many long-extinct species such as lions, tigers, giraffes, zebra and elephants. Brought back to life using DNA from gene banks, the animals are expected to surprise and delight visitors. The new zoo planet is a must for zoo files everywhere. And that's this week's Galnet News. Galnet News, we read the news so you don't have to. Uh, anyway, if you wish, you can join us live. We're hanging out in game in open at the Orange. Actually, are we? Are no, we we're not. I, I just said what I was doing, Suv. Oh, sorry, I wasn't listening. Uh, where are you? You're outside Lave <laughs> Station, aren't you? <laughs> I'm going to the fracking mega ship. Right. Okay. No, the um, the generation ship. Yes. You can't go to the fracking mega ship because it's going to be banned. <laughs> Lego ships and oh, also some of the fishies as well. Um, so actually, Lego lots of ships. Let it, Lego ships. No, no.